A Black Girls Mom podcast is brought to you by Strong Black Girl Moms, trial and airing it through life so you don't have to. Hi, everyone. Welcome to ABGM's first episode. My name is Chelsea, mommy to Samara, two years old. I'm Keisha, mommy to Acadia, who's also two. Hi, my name is Shanice, and I am mom to Iris, who is also two years old. Great, guys. Um, Yeah, so how's everyone doing today? A little bit hungover, a little bit excited. (laughs) We got to shake off the nerves of our first episode, so get into it. Um, Personally, like, my week has been a little crazy, but adjusting with work and all that stuff, but I'm here. That's the most important thing. Same for me. I've been off of work for about eight months now. Not sure what I did within that time, but I'm back at work. So now I'm just balancing my new normal. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> that's ahead. okay. Um, I just had a really heavy week at school because our um, semester is condensed. So we don't have a reading week. And so the professors are kind of oh. shoving work at us in place of we also don't have midterms. So we just have a lot of work. I have questions about that. How do you get away with not having a reading week? Is just because you're, you're doing it from home? Um, so they've condensed it. So they took out the week. They took out a week from the beginning. So we started mm-hmm. a week late. So that's where mm-hmm. the reading week came out. That don't count. <laughs> I know. I don't feel like it counts either. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah. So I guess we can start with the questions now. Okay, so we requested our followers to submit questions for us about a Black Girl's Mom. And the first question we got is, what made you decide to create your group? And for Keisha and Shanice, why did you decide to join? Okay, so I guess I'm the only one that can really answer the first part. So a few years back, long before I had Samara, I tried to do some sort of like pop-up, mommy-based pop-up that um was uh all over there would be storytelling there would be like mimosas and all that stuff but I didn't really know what it entailed and what moms wanted at the time I tried I failed and I tried again and I failed and then I got pregnant so when I got pregnant I really saw how different it was especially for being a black mother having a a child that you know um once she she presents mixed race she is technically mixed race but she's she um it's difficult for uh me as a mom to find things that are specifically for her so i wanted to create a um a forum a group at the time i had really no idea what it would entail um a collective, if you will, of people, of other Black girl moms um, who uh, share the same experience or similar experience or maybe not even the same experience at all, that we could all um, contribute to something bigger than us. So I came to you guys and proposed something that was so small and so simple at the time. Um, And with you guys' help, it's become it's becoming what it is going to become in the future, if that makes sense. Close enough. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I guess answering the question, mm -hmm. 
Sorry, were you done? No, no, you're good. I was like, I guess answering the question, why did you decide to join? Um, kind of ties into our, like our next question, but we met through like a mom group community. Um, we're all sort of like friends of friends, mutual friends. And when I heard about it, I thought, oh, this is a good way to um, put my voice out there of what I do as a mom, um, maybe influence other moms, show them what we do and what, you know, they can do as well. Like how we do it. Yeah. And how we do it. Um, also just bring our community together. Like I really liked that. I feel like in our community, um, being black moms, we, I'm trying to find the word for it. Being someone chime in here. What, what essence are you going for? (laughs) (laughs) Being black moms, I guess you could also lean into being first generation black mothers of West Indian descent. And yeah, I just feel like there's not a lot of support in our community and like a lot of black moms, like unless it's your friend, we're not like brought together. Like there's various like mom groups and drop in groups and it's predominantly, you know, other race, not black. And I just feel like um, a black girl's mom is like a sense of like unity for black moms to share, support, create a safe space to to talk about parenting, to vent. Yeah. So for me, um, I, when I was pregnant, I kind of expected to um, have to deal with postpartum depression. And so I created little mom groups and stuff just to have that support ahead of time. And then this sort of blossomed out of some of the members of those groups. And I was like, hands down, of course, because we've already been getting to know each other. And um, I've also had... I guess, racial identity issues growing up. And so to stand behind um, a Black community support, it really means a lot to me. Yeah, I find um, a lot, essentially why a Black girl mom is what it is, because we're focusing on our children, our our girls, our black girls, in a world that don't, that doesn't necessarily want to see them succeed, see them strive for bigger things, and also we're dealing with it as parents trying to figure out um, the right way to raise them, the right words to say to them, so that they feel like they're they're worthy of things, you know, because a lot of times we didn't get that when we were younger. Not to say our parents didn't do all that they had to do, but um, a lot of the time I find parenting to be so rigid and so um, um, military even still. I feel like we are we are trying to break the quote unquote generational curses to um, give a softer approach to our children so that they know that they are loved, if that that's saying enough (laughs) yes um so our second question is how did you guys all meet uh I think for at least for me 
I knew Keisha longer than I've known you, Shanice, and um, church things, if that's what you want to say. <laughs> um, we, I think, what time? What, at what point? What age did you start going to that church, Keisha? Um, so I went there when I was really young, but we did move back to St. Vincent. And I think I really connected with a lot of the youth when we moved back, which right. would have been 2007, 2008, maybe. Right. Because I remember, I remember you being there beforehand, but I don't think we connected like we did Yeah. until afterward. Um. But Which yeah, kind of so makes I, sense because in church when you're little, you stay with your parents. You might go to Sunday school and then you might you might have to <laughs> sermon and fall asleep. But I did. Yeah. <laughs> but then with youth, a lot of churches have like youth programs and youth nights, and that way right. you can connect with, you know, other peers. We were there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for a like, long all, time. All the time. The all whole the weekend. time. The whole yep. weekend. Like we were I, I turning up at church. <laughs> we had all nighters we had and we were sleepovers. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god! And then me and Keisha, yeah. um, we were doing a Afro Caribbean dance class, and like she said, she had we were dancing when we were we were pretty young. I'm not even sure how young we were. Um, she moved back to St. Vincent, and then when they moved back, that's when we got closer. Um, dance class was like it was on a Saturday from like morning to like lunch like you were hungry at the end of it yeah it was no, something like long. 10 to 1 yeah it like crazy. it was long it would be like a workout and then dance choreography and, then, mm-hmm. and we kind of just connected on that we did a lot of like recitals and you know you get close as you go through stuff like that it's it's fun obviously but um sometimes it's a bit hard <laughs> Yeah, and so you kind of just lean on your, yeah. your group, which is pretty much what we are too, right? Exactly. Like right. our collective now, we lean on each other. Yeah, and right. then growing up, um, we kind of, like, we didn't live in the same areas, but we had each other on, like, the social medias, and then I saw Keisha announce her pregnancy, and it was, like, probably a couple of days before that I was going to announce mine, and I was like, hey, you're pregnant? I am too. And then we're like, oh, let's be friends again. And then we just got like close from there and the mom group came around and we all just got connected. That's super cute. And it's it's also really amazing that all of us were pregnant at the same time. Yeah, exactly. like crazy. Like the amount of people in my life because um, the connection with the three of us is kind of through me right now because mm-hmm. I, I grew up with Chelsea. I grew up with Shanice. They didn't grow up together. Right. And then like all of my friends were pregnant. I don't I don't know, something was in the water. I was just about to say that. <laughs> we a were baby boom from a juice and <laughs> it affected all of us. Yeah. It was the millennial baby boom. <laughs> Basically. So I'll get into the third question. Um I'll go with the first part of that question. It's why is it called a black girl's mom? I I get that question a lot and I feel like I explain it differently each time (laughs) because at the end of the day, as you read it is as it is like we are mothers to black girls. It doesn't necessarily matter um, the race of the mother themselves. If you have a child who's a black child who you maybe you don't know, like 
how to do their hair properly. We are an outlet that we'll eventually get into that. Like we, I, I want to create a space where it was a comfort level to express, you know, the hardships of raising black daughters or, um, let me to let me make it more broad and say black children because who knows we may have more children and they're not just going to be girls there's a, we're going to have sons we're going to have um a collective of children for some of us uh, mm-hmm. some of us maybe not but it's literally how we came together is being mothers of black women uh black children who are being girls who are going to be black women um and i think we needed to express how uh, we came together as our community uh, title. So that's how that name came along for me. Um, I just focused on who we were and who our children were. Yeah, I was going to add to that, that um, when I read the title, it just describes specifically who we are, mm-hmm. not what our like our specific audience is. Right. Um, I know in the name it can cause confusion, but um, like the second part of the question was, is this an organization limited to women with children? And on that, I would say no, because a lot of our content isn't just a mom and a black girl. We talk about black children and mom of, you don't even have to be a mom of color. You can maybe have a um, mixed race child and the content will still be, you know, guided towards you and raising that child in our community. Mm-hmm. And we've also um, highlighted the fathers, so like we exactly. do try to make a point to um, highlight all the people in our children's lives. But yeah, it is just our name is who we are, not who we're looking for. Correct, right? Because I even was thinking like um, we are. Like even reading the tagline, like our tagline is "Black girls, moms supporting Black families with inspiration, motivation, and love." So, families in general, like there's aunts, there's uncles who don't have children themselves, but are in the lives of children who want to like lift them. If they say if they're watching their niece or their nephew, they want to be able to do things for them because they're not parents; they don't know the what what we know in that case. So I'm, I'm hoping that we can convey that this is um, broader than just us. Exactly. Okay. The fourth question, can I still be a part of this if I am a mom of sons? And so that we say, of course, like, please. For sure. And I think too, once um, our community grows, like our black girl mom, community grows and we have more diversity in the types of people involved in our community we can also learn so when we have like parents of black sons come in and they speak about you know their struggles and their triumphs it will teach us how that how we can deal with things in the future if we happen to have black sons too right absolutely I think when we um i i could tell how the group can see the content can seem so pointed but at the same time i find a lot of the things that we talk about can be it's like a broad stroke it could be cast over um how to deal with your son how to 
like toddler eating is just literally just toddlers it doesn't necessarily mean it's just for girls so i i want to encourage everyone to um understand that we are here for boys girls everybody non-binary everybody exactly i think the more content that we put out people will realize that it's more exclusive than they think it is Mm -hmm. inclusive inclusive i was (laughs) you got it (laughs) the more content that we put out people realize that it's more inclusive than they think it is right 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 um but yeah so um another question is what are some long-term goals for your business um I, I'm not going to speak for everybody, but we already have things in the works. But I I would like to be have a bigger community outreach type thing. I know with COVID, it's very difficult to do at this time. I had high hopes for this year, and it's really dragging me down a little bit. But um, community outreach, I want to have toy drives. I want to do things to help um, people within our community. I also want to expand, you know, to help, you know, different communities across Canada into the U.S. once we are in a place to do so. Um, I think we talked about having speaking events, um, having engagement with, you know, doctors, Black doctors, cough, cough, um, and midwives and people who... um, generally are in the the I guess parenting and pregnancy and oh I hit my mic pregnancy realm um to speak and to give insight on things that we don't necessarily know I I want us to have some sort of um go-to blueprint for uh help for giving um general advice and things of that nature anybody else because it's our business guys <laughs> i want to do what chelsea said mm. do. <laughs> high five all around guys yeah. <laughs> this is like the uncoordinated high five where we don't even meet each other's hands we touch elbows and stuff yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. um but yeah like there's there's so much more that i feel like we can do that just the Instagram platform is not where we where we're stopping we we want to make this as corny as it sounds a movement um and yeah I think that I think we can do it I'm 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 pretty sure that we can we can meet our goals yeah for sure I agree I just think it just takes some consistency and dedication as with anything that you try to do. Absolutely. Uh, So our last and final question is who is your inspiration? Oh God, I got to think about this. Yes. I mean, our children. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, of course my daughter. Um, But I'm going to say, moms that I've seen raise their kids um I'm inspired by the way my mom raised me you know obviously no mom is perfect 
So when I say like moms, I just think of like the best of what I've seen of each mom. And it's like I, I've taken that, I've collected that, and I apply it to my mothering skills. And that's, what, that's what's inspired me. That's beautiful. Um, for me, I, of course, Samara is my inspiration. Um, I think just the women in my life that I've seen, um, my, my grandmothers, uh, my sister, my mom, these people have like literally carved and paved a way for me to be who I am and have also influenced a lot of the ways um, I've, I've been as a person. So um, yeah, those people are literally what inspire everything I do with my daughter and how I, how I raise her. So those are my inspiration. Nice. Um, I mean, it doesn't have to be. I was going to say a celebrity after, but I'm still thinking. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a big one. Like to talk Michelle about. Obama. Yeah, I'm actually literally just thinking about her because she is like a black girl's mom. That's like mm-hmm. look at look at her. Look at what she's done. Look at her grace and her poise and how she presents herself. Right. And not only that, but the products of her parenting, look at it, the way her children present themselves. Like, that's beyond inspirational. A hundred percent. I think for me as well, I was going to say Serena Williams, because you know how much like crap this woman has gotten? One, because she's not womanly enough. She's not. She's what even a, is that? I'm sorry. I don't know. I like. I, I've, go ahead. I I can't understand. Like, if you say you're a woman, you're a woman, and that's how right. I. That's what I think. Right. I, I can't understand in 2020 how people can say other things about appearances. Like, I just got this wicked haircut, and I've been. Mm-hmm. It's so told good. that. <laughs> I've been told that I look like a lesbian. I look like, um, I guess, a derogatory term for a lesbian. And like, mm-hmm. I'm, like I, I don't want to say it because I, I don't claim it. So right. I know other people use it in, in the community. But, uh, but yeah, like, how does hair equal sexuality? The same way, how does your body's appearance equal your gender? How does the clothes you wear equal any of that? Yeah, just you are who you say you are. And people should take that at face value for the majority of things. Like, I I can't, I genuinely cannot wrap my head around. It's the same like in the trans community. Like, if someone says they are who they are, that's who they are. That's the end of that. But I also feel like we are living in a first generation environment and the old school values never die. Like they will always say the, the derogatory term for a person, they will misgender them. And a lot of times you just have to grit your teeth and bear it. Cause correcting them at this point, it's like for a lot of people, it's like either 
you have family or you correct them and you don't have family. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. I, I totally get that. There's also a, like a straightforward way to do it. And it's, mm-hmm. it takes some learning, but it's a way of correcting without being like, oh, hey, I'm correcting you. It's actually, mm, it's, it's this instead of that. Right. So it's like, um, because I have friends who have transitioned and mm-hmm. you just do the correction. Don't point out that you're doing the correction. Just do it. So, oh, my friend was mm-hmm. at the restaurant and he had fries. She had fries and that's it. Right. Right. You don't I have to be, oh, I, stop calling them he and. Exactly. I think, I think that's why I, I kind of changed my approach to it too. Cause Samara has a godparent that is non-binary and wants to be called they and them. And we support it. Um, and it's it's hard because it was adjustment for me. I'm not going to lie, because I personally, when I met them, I was referring to them as she. And this didn't, this wasn't, I guess they never corrected me. And then once they did, um, I, I tried to make it a habit. Sure, you slip up here and there, but as long as you work on it. And they can tell when you're trying. They're yes, also forgiving. Right. So you just have to understand that like you don't have to hold your tongue. Yeah. You just have to um you just have to try and they'll they'll understand that it takes some time getting used to as well. Right. But yeah, I think we kind of slid off of Serena Williams, yeah. but I mean at least it shows, you know, like um the type of people we are. Like I don't want to I don't want to be like, "Oh, um we're good cuz we're like this." It's just this is how we actually feel like this is this isn't like sugar-coated nothing we 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 speak truthfully and i i want to say unfiltered to an extent um but this is the type of podcast i've always wanted to do so i also want to say thank you guys for barking on this journey with me I'm cheesing. Uh, you can't see it, but eh. I I feel your cheeks from here. <laughs> I just wanted but, to add, um, like we're always yeah. open to suggestions too. Yes, so suggestions, right? Suggestions. Um, I think questions that need answers is just going to be a common um uh section of our podcast. Um, so. Once we start going and we get, you know, actually questions that need answers, we'll be responding to your questions as personal questions and all like that. We'll we'll have a way to um, have a way to, you know, um, contact us. Yeah, there you go. And um, I just like to point out too that we are people behind the name. Like we're not scary. You can talk to us. Send us some messages. We'll answer them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we, I think we. A lot of people think that you know once you become a platform and stuff, you're like these people that don't want to be talked to. I like talking. Okay, ask me questions. I will answer them. I like I like 
I like inquisitive minds and, you know, learning. So if I say something and it's incorrect and you want to correct me, please send me an email. Please text me. Please send me a DM because I, I, I'm human. I don't know everything. So appreciate everybody. And then that ties back into who we are. Like we're a community. We, we're not an entity servicing a community. We are just trying to create a community. And in order to do that, we need to have conversations. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We're on all social media platforms at A Black Girl's Mom. You can also sign up for updates through our website, abgm.ca.